This is a podcast from Snagerikinovsk for Radio Nova. Happy listening! Radio Nova, still listening to Snagerikinovsk. We are talking all about Christmas films. We just had a little um, game and we're moving on. Hannah. Yeah. So unlike Audrey, who grew up watching trash, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I grew up in a household where we watched so many of the stop motion Christmas classics. So have you guys seen, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. the original Grinch, which it's not stop motion, but I kind of consider that and Charlie Brown Christmas. Like there are all these classics from the 60s and 70s that are just kind of, I think, the holy trifecta. Yeah of Christmas movies. So I was looking up a little bit more information about all these stop-motion classics. And basically, there was a production company in the 60s and 70s called Rankin Bass, and they're really responsible for a lot of these TV specials that we associate with the holiday season. So they're the ones who did Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer in 1964, which is one of my favorite movies like these are all tv specials they weren't movies that were released into cinemas like they were all just kind of hour-long ones that you know were just aired once on nbc or whatnot and now they've all become such classics that they're shown like at least like 10 times a year during the holiday season but yeah so they did rudolph in 1964 the little drummer boy in 1968 which that was a little creepy Um, Santa Claus is Coming to Town from 1970, which I think that's the one that has like Fred Astaire in it. Yeah, they got like some big heavyweight classic Hollywood cast members to voice these characters. The Year Without Santa Claus from 1974. And then my personal, we're going to use the word favorite very loosely here. Rudolph's Shiny New Year from 1976, which was a Japanese-American co-production by Rankin-Bass. Have you heard of this one, Ollie? No, I have not. Have you seen the OG Rudolph? From yeah, 19- I've seen the OG Rudolph. And, yeah, the one with Yukon uh, Cornelius. Yes. and Yes. And it's adorable, right? Like, it's a little weird sometimes. Yeah, but that's just because it's old. It's the 60s. You know, everyone was dropping acid and whatnot. So I'm going to read out the plot to Rudolph's shiny new year to you guys. <laughs> All right. And I just want your reaction. I'm ready. Because <laughs> it's nuts. Um, and for context, I didn't know what this movie was until I was like in grade 12. And it was like, you know, the week before the holidays happen and teachers are like, oh, we've kind of done everything on the curriculum. Like, we just, but we can't tell you to leave. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we're just going to put on a movie. And usually it's like, in my opinion, the awful Jim Carrey Grinch. Yeah. But I had a really cool history teacher in grade 12 who was like, have you guys heard of Rudolph's shiny new year? And we're all like, no, what are you talking about? And he was like 55 or something. He's like, okay, buckle I'm gonna put up. You on. I'm going to put you on something. I remember taking a photo or like a video on Snapchat um, of this movie playing in the classroom and this man with like his arms crossed, sitting in his chair, leaning back, looking so smug that he had like introduced us to this really, really weird film. Okay, so here, here we go. Just after the events of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, Santa Claus receives a letter from his friend Father Time asking for help to find Happy the Baby New Year before midnight on New Year's Eve, or else it will be December 31st forever. 
Santa sends Rudolph out to find him due to the snowstorm currently happening outside. Here's where it gets weird. An evil giant vulture <laughs> named Eon the Terrible is supposed to live for exactly one eon, after which he will turn into ice and snow and disintegrate. As this particular eon will end January 1st of the new year, he plans to kidnap Happy to keep the year from ending and stop time, thus prevent his predestined death. But Santa arrives and the gang returns to Father Time's castle with Happy just before the 12th bong, which is designated 19 Wonderful. So basically everything is solved at the end. Happy the Baby New Year is like returned and they all end up living on like these islands where each island preserves a certain year in time. So there's a 1492 island. This is too much. You know, Christopher Columbus went and quote unquote discovered America. Uh, There's a 1776 island, which is represented as a colonial American island that celebrates American independence. Independence Day on a daily basis and there's a character who looks like Benjamin Franklin who of rules course. it and then <laughs> my favorite is that there's a 1965 island which they think is too noisy because it's all about Beatlemania oh my God. <laughs> any thoughts about that how long is this movie it sounds oh really God. long no it's one of those OG specials so I think it's just about like 55 minutes you pack in a lot but like whenever I think about the fact that I literally was forced to watch this in this classroom <laughs> It, it does not feel real. Well, it but, sounds educational because it's history. But, like, can you imagine them being on, in, like, a meeting room and they're like, yeah, we need a vulture. The villain's <laughs> going to be a vulture for this <laughs> Christmas New Year movie. And I don't get, do they, they lose a baby? They lose a baby. Like, is it? How do, how do you lose a baby? Have right. you seen Home Alone? Well, that's a child. <laughs> well, but, but, okay, I do get, was it Home Alone? Babies can't open Ask. the door. No, like, the baby is kidnapped by the vulture. <gasps> Okay. So he's like, he takes the baby and he's like, I'm going to keep the baby because if the baby's returned, then the new year is going to happen. I feel like it's, it it sounds very traumatizing for like, yeah. Yeah. And the baby's name is happy, which is kind of ironic. (laughs) (laughs) I've been trying to get into the mood of Christmas and I was really, really excited for this. Do you have an advent calendar? I do. I um, actually do have like the normal chocolatey one. And then I made myself a (gasps) wine. Um, advent calendar so I don't have 24 wines I only have 12 of like the little little bottles That's so adorable I know. so okay so any any person who wants to drink I guess <laughs> every day in December <laughs> just buy like a bottle each month or two bottles if you want 24 I just bought one bottle each month it's like I don't know, 30, 40 quid not 30, 40, 3, 4 quid which is like 30, 40 crones mm-hmm. from Pula and then you just wrap them up and then you print out the details, like the taste, the aroma, where it comes from, how it's made. And then you have like a little wine tasting of December. And quite honestly, it's quite amazing. That's adorable. That's so so yeah, I, I did make my own little advent calendar. I'm st- so hopefully after this, I will be all about the Christmas moods. Well, one of my favorite things about Norway or just like scanning, well, Norway really, is the advent calendar TV shows that they have going on. Yeah. yeah. So I was going to talk a little bit about like the Norwegian Christmas traditions because I think that like once you move here, you're kind of like, whoa, they're really into Christmas the minute that December 1st happens. And it's so structured. Yeah. And I remember being like, a kid visiting my grandmother and um, the three wishes for Cinderella movie being on and my brother and I wondering like what the hell are we watching right now 
And have you guys seen that one or you know of it? I know yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen it. It was always on um, on uh, Christmas Eve at my grandparents' house. Yeah. So, like, I used to be neighbors with my grandparents. Well, yeah, because they're not with us anymore. But we always used to, like, go to our grandparents, like, in the morning. And that was always on. It's just like, I don't know. It's, it is Christmas. It is Christmas. So, I get it, what you mean. Yeah. I mean, it's like, for people who don't know it, it's known in Norwegian as Trenata Falaskapot. Three wishes for Cinderella or three nuts for Cinderella. And it's a Czechoslovak, East German Cinderella film from 1973. Um, And it's based on like a bohemian version of the classic Cinderella fairy tale that was written in the 19th century. But what I found interesting looking up the movie is that production was actually supposed to be in warm weather. And then the director chose to set the film in the winter uh, instead. And he like delayed the filming for months. And I'm like, oh, my God, if they had made that movie in the summer, it probably never would have become the Christmas classic that it is today. Like that one choice. That's why Could have changed Norwegian culture (laughs) forever. (laughs) So there's no actual Christmas in the movie. I can't remember. It's been a while since I've seen it. It's just it's. Yeah, I, remember, like, I don't think there yeah, is. I don't, it's mm. just Cinderella, but just really, really weird Cinderella mm. in my mind. Yeah, like for any film buffs out there, it's kind of along the same vibe as Donkey Skin Dan by Jacques Demy, which is like a French classic, somewhat Cinderella-ish fairy tale movie mm. where there's just, it's just a little weirder, a little darker. But the, I mean, the colors are stunning in this movie. And... I think the interesting thing is that it's become like a major holiday classic to the extent that its its status in Central Europe and Northern Europe has been compared to how It's a Wonderful Life by Frank Capra is seen in the States. Oh. But depending on where you are in Europe, you're either watching it subtitled or there's the God forbid one man dubbing the entire movie <laughs> version. But they actually made a remake two years ago in Norway. Yeah, with Astrid what? S. Right. Yes. yes, and that guy from Scum, oh, the really hot one. Which which one? <laughs> which one? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, that's just wrong. That's like that's like sacrilegious, in my opinion, mm. that you would remake that movie. Did you see it? No, I just saw the stills, and I was like, not for me. <laughs> I don't care how hot he is. Not for me. <laughs> But like some of the other, I mean, I mean, like that's a classic for Norway and a bunch of other countries. But I love that Scandinavian culture has the whole advent calendar show thing going on. You got like Julpamonotopen, Juliblofjall, Julisvingen, and it's like a lot of them are from like the late '90s, early 2000s, and it's kind of like a 25 minute episode every day of December from the first to the 24th. So is it kind of like a variety show, like space? Apart, or I guess I don't really understand. No, usually it's kind of about Nissa, which is like a a Scandinavian concept, kind of related to elves and and Santa Claus. But it's it's not totally comparable to like the more English world of Christmas culture. Mm -hmm. But it's usually about these. They kind of live in like farmland areas, but they stay hidden from people. And usually it's about them and their culture because they're associated with Christmas time and maybe they live in the mountains and they're responsible for like um, the Aurora Borealis like they control the blue lights oh. uh, or or they're kind of associated with the porridge and decorations we get during Christmas time and anyone who's like like a very very Norwegian person please feel correct uh, feel free to correct me on this but I grew up watching a lot of these and 
it's it's like its own kind of version of Christmassy cozy time that's Ooh. so special. I'll yeah. have to give them a watch then. Oh, I highly recommend mm-hmm. you. Yeah, you already have six episodes to catch up on though. That's not much. That's just no. like three hours. Oh yeah. Oh, that's I fine. Can, Exam I can season. That Who is that? That's fine. So yeah. Definitely give them a watch. Have you guys gone to Eula Eula Vinterlon? Vinterlon? Is that the um, one right by National Theatre? Mm-hmm. I walked through it. I it's did. quite I felt very anxious. <laughs> oh, is it because of the people? Is it It was just too much. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Am I the Grinch? <laughs> Am I Scrooge? No. <laughs> Honestly, people the Grinch is misunderstood, okay? We do love the Grinch. I... The Grinch has strong I can fix him energy. <laughs> you have changed that movie in a sentence for me. You've been listening to a podcast from Snakerikinovsk for Radio Nova.